Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. So we've been looking at this whole idea of the mind. And we have been looking at the vital, vital role that it plays our thinking patterns, our thoughts, how vitally important they are for us to be able to walk in everything that God has for us and to see his kingdom come as he truly wants it to. You know, if your mind and your thoughts are not good, Greg was talking about this, you lack peace. You don't feel joy. There's confusion in your heart and and there's the sense of anxiety that lives there. And we want to talk about through this series how we can uh, begin to see our minds get transformed from what the world thinks and how the world thinks. Because there's no real hope in the world, right? And we want to engage with God and how He speaks to us and what He says and what He promises and see that become our reality because we've chosen to believe Him and to act on it. So last week Greg, Greg spoke brilliantly on the whole role of thankfulness, being thankful in and being thankful for everything, knowing that our God is always good. And he's working for us in the midst of our trials. Amen. And when we have a thankful attitude, we unlock joy in the presence of our enemies and our trials. And we float. Well, I want to say we float. But you know what I'm trying to say. We carry something different in us when we live out of thankfulness. And I love one of the things that Greg said. I'm talking a lot about fear. Fear, fear is our main enemy. Um, and Greg said that fear is simply believing the devil's promises and not God's. So I'm going to speak uh, into this whole area of our thought life. And as I said, I've called it Don't Think Twice because I want to speak about double-mindedness today. I want to speak about the dangers of double-mindedness, the impact that it has on our lives. And I want to talk about how we can be single-minded, not narrow-minded, single-minded, focused on God. And I'd like to begin, if we can, by reading from James. James chapter 1 and reading from verse 2. Are you ready? This ties in with what Greg was talking about last week. Consider it pure joy. Everyone say joy. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your fear, no, the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Perseverance is important. But it's not the end. Let perseverance finish its work. Why? So that you and I may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Right? Listen now. This is a profound promise for us today. If any of you lacks wisdom, where have I I've lost myself? You should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. If you want wisdom today, God's got it for you. He's not going to find fault. He's going to give you wisdom. He wants you to be wise. And it will be given to you, but when you ask, 
You must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all. Everyone say all. In all they do. What does double-minded mean? It comes from two words. The first meaning twice, and the second one, breath of life or soul. If you're a double-minded person, the Bible describes you as someone who has two souls. A two-spirited person. Does that sound good? No. Because you've got the Spirit of God and then you've got the other guy. And the other guy, we don't need him. Right? There are two opposing voices in your life. The Bible says if you are double-minded, somehow you have given space to two voices. And they're both talking to you. And you know what it's like, particularly if you're a guy, it's very hard to multitask. I can have a conversation with one person. I can listen to one person. But if two people are speaking to me at the same time, I am confused. Right? And that's a bit of an idea of what it means to be double-minded. Unstable, the Bible says you are, in all that you do. Double-mindedness for me is well described by this kind of picture that I got while I was preparing this week. Uh, in Zimbabwe, it's quite an outdoor kind of a lifestyle. And uh, one of the things that we used to enjoy doing was going fishing as often as we could, which never really happened as much as we wanted to. And uh, it involved generally getting into a boat and going out on the water. Now when it comes to boats, they're amazing, but there are tricky times, generally with a boat, getting in and getting out. The trickiest times. So if you can imagine now, we're talking about this whole idea of being double-minded, having two opposing voices in our lives. You've been fishing all day, you're, you're, you're coasting in to the jetty, and you reach that moment in time when the boat pulls up at the jetty, and you are getting out. Now, generally the jetty is stable, and depending on the condition of the water, the boat is doing this. And uh, the engine has pretty much been cut and you're coasting in. Now, you guys know that there is a stage in this process of getting out where you feel quite vulnerable, right? Um, and the trick really, this is, this is the image I want you to really carry when it comes to double-mindedness. You're either in the boat or you're out of the boat. You're either getting out of the boat or you're getting in the boat. If you are at that point where the boat is at the jetty and you start stepping out and you say, oh, I'm not sure about this. Can you imagine what's going to happen? Because that boat is only going to stay there for a short amount of time and then you're going to end up probably doing the splits and falling in the water. And that's what double-mindedness is like. A voice is saying, go, and then another one kicks in, if you will, and says, oh, I'm not sure about this. And fear, the fear of falling in the water, 
is actually the thing that causes you to fall in the water. Because you listened to that voice, you hesitated and you fell in. If you just decided to stay and wait, you would have been fine. If you decided to go now and don't look back, you would have been fine. But because you decided to change your mind, you're unstable and you fall in the water. And this really applies to so many areas of our lives. There are three particular expressions of double-mindedness that I want to highlight today. Number one, there's probably a group of people here today and you, you're not closed off to the idea of faith and Christianity. But you want to keep your old life as well. So you are kind of pushing into the church and into faith and a life in Jesus. But the other part of you is afraid of leaving the old life behind. And so you have a foot in both camps. And you wonder why your faith never really develops. You wonder why this Christian thing always feels difficult. It's because you're trying to live in two worlds. You're trying to allow two influences to live side by side in your life, two voices to guide you, who are opposing, by the way. They don't have anything in common. They don't want the same result for your life. But fear prevents you from taking a definitive step into a relationship with the living God. So that might describe you today. You're not closed off to this Christianity thing, but you kind of are hoping you can keep your old way of life as well. And I'm here today to say it doesn't work. And I'll explain more of the dangers of double-mindedness in a minute. So that's one group. The second group of people, I bet there are loads of us here today. You are all in for Jesus. But there's an area in your life, probably an area of sin, an area of your thought life where it's consumed with a particular issue and you can't get away from it. You have this cycle of being on a mountaintop and then that voice speaks into your head and you walk into sin and you're filled with guilt and shame and then there's repentance and you, you receive the grace of God again and you climb up a mountain and you just go round and round. You love Jesus, you want to live wholeheartedly for Him, but there's something that you cannot walk away from. And so there's two voices when it comes to this area in your life, right? That's the second group of people. And the third group of people are people who are just afraid to make a decision. You maybe have asked God for wisdom and He's given it to you, but you won't make a choice to act on it. You cannot make a decision because you're afraid you're going to make the wrong decision. And that is no way for you to live either. The dangers of double-mindedness are you find yourself as a person who has no expectation of good from God. 
because you are undermining your position before God. You have no expectation and you have no confidence. You have guilt and doubt. And whenever you do have peace or joy, it's often very short-lived because you find yourself in a place of uncertainty. And I want to tell you today, that's not where God has designed us to live. There's a completely different position for us to move in. Confidence and assurance, peace and joy and faith. Those are not a fantasy, folks. They're the kingdom of God for you and I. So that's the first danger. You just don't have expectation. You kind of are the person who prays, like, please God, please Jesus, will you do this? If it's okay today, you know? Please Jesus, I'm begging you. Because you have no confidence and you have no expectation. You don't understand who you are in God and how he believes you or feels about you. The second one, I want to read from Matthew 12 and verse 25. Listen, it makes sense. Every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined. And every city or household divided against itself will not stand. Division within your heart and within your mind will make you unstable. I keep thinking on a huge level of something like Brexit. There is so much division and so much opposition that we will go nowhere. You almost have to be out of the boat or in the boat and from that position together we find a way forward. And that works for our own hearts and minds. If we are divided in our hearts and minds, we are working against ourselves. It's like self-sabotage. Ruin, the Bible says. A kingdom or a household or a city divided against itself will come to ruin. Do you know what that word ruin means? To lay waste. To desolate, to strip of treasures. Wow. You know, God has treasures for us. Hey? If we could focus our minds on Him and our hearts and yield to Him, those treasures would be our experience. But because we live with a double minded heart, the devil lays waste to God's promises in our lives. A kingdom divided against itself will not stand. It won't be established. It's like shallow roots. You know, you grow and shallow roots go down, but when the sun beats down, you wither as a believer. Double-mindedness, fear, chains you to your past. And it prevents you from walking into your future. Self-sabotage. And I want to tell you today, 
God is calling you and God is calling me to a position of faith. Everybody say faith. God is calling you to a position of faith. Not to temporarily visit that place, but to move there and lay your roots down there and live there. Can I just be really clear today and say, God rewards faith. He loves faith. Whenever you express faith, His goodness rushes into your life. Faith is the currency of heaven. You know when you go on holidays somewhere, they don't have the pound or the euro. You have to go and exchange your currency for that currency so that when you go to that place, you can spend that currency and buy stuff. Let me tell you today, the currency of fear doesn't work in God's economy. And if you are used to spending fear, you are getting nothing. God part, imparts nothing to us when we come and spend fear. The currency of heaven is faith. Faith is the source code of your life. If you're a computer programmer and you program, you know that there's a source code that that program is written in. The kingdom of God, the source code of His kingdom is faith. Faith, not fear. Fear doesn't work. It's like the operating system of heaven. You know what it's like if you have an iPhone or if you have an Android phone. If you have an iPhone, you go to the App Store, you go to iTunes. You don't go to Google Play. It doesn't work because the programs of heaven are written in faith. You cannot get the latest update if you haven't got your code established in faith. God is speaking a different language to you. If you go to a country and you don't speak that language, you need an interpreter, otherwise it's hard. The language of heaven is faith. When you express faith, it's a divine connection that takes place. The power of heaven comes to your life. It's like walking over to a light switch. The light comes on. But if you want to see light, don't go to the plug. I'm trying to make a simple point because it's so profound for us today, folks. God doesn't reward fear. He can't. He hasn't set up his system around fear. He doesn't understand fear. He doesn't know what it means because he's faith. And he's imparting faith to us today. He wants us to be gregarious in our living. Faith-filled. On the front foot. Not second-guessing. Amen? Fear and doubt are a shrinking economy. If you have asked God to give you wisdom in any particular situation, any decision that you have to make, can I just say it clearly here today? 
He wants you to know what his will is. He wants you to make godly decisions. He wants you to be godly wise. He will never withhold wisdom from you. The problem is, and I've seen it before in my own life, we go to God and we say, God, speak to me. I've, I need your wisdom in this particular area. I'm going to tell you one of my personal there was a stage in my life where I was working and I just felt like that season was coming to an end. And I said to God, God, if you have something different for me, tell me and I'll do it. And I prayed and he gave me scripture. And it was the story of Abraham where God calls Abraham to leave where he is living where he is established, his life, and go somewhere that he will show him at a future time. Amen? And I felt like, you know, in my heart, in my humanity, I was saying, God, give me another job. When I get that job, I'll leave this job. And God was saying to me, no, just go. The time is right. It's what I want. And I just kept second-guessing God. And six months down the line, I'm like, God, where are you? Why is this not working? I need your wisdom. What do you want from me? And the voice that I heard in my head was so clear. It was, but I've already told you, James. I told you what to do. Do it. Can you see how it plays out in our lives? If God is calling you to do, or to go, or to act, do it. What are you waiting for? Are you letting fear of failure prevent you from moving forward into the fullness of God, that season that he has for you? You're procrastinating. God is much bigger than that. If he tells you go, will he let you fall? No. So my point is clear, you will fail 100% of the time in the areas that you never act. If God is calling you to do or to speak or to go, please, for heaven's sake, just do it. Even if you don't have all the answers right now, take a step of faith. God rewards faith. Amen. So I want to just finish this morning and talk about how we can overcome double-mindedness. And I want to read from James again, James chapter 4, <clears throat> verse 7. Listen now, it's two verses, but it'll change your life if you'll let it. James chapter 4, verse 7 says, this is the first thing. If you want to move from a place of double-mindedness to clarity and single-mindedness, Submit. Submit. Submit yourself. Do you know what that means? Bring yourself under God. Bring your will under God. Bring your plans under God. Bring your hopes under God. 
Bring your stuff under God. Your money, bring it under God. Bring your whole life under submission to God. Stop being proud. Stop thinking it's your decision and your right and your choice. God has to be completely on the throne of your life where you are submitted and yielded to him no matter what he says, no matter what he wants. If you bring yourself out from under his authority, you're going to find yourself living in double-mindedness. You need to be single-minded about your relationship with Jesus. He needs to be the only one for you, above everything else. That is the safest and most confident position that you can take. Outside of being under Him, it's you and everyone else. Under God's authority, you have His favor, you have His promises, you have His power, you have His provision, you have His grace, His goodness, His kindness, His love. Outside of it, I'm not really sure what God thinks about me today. Number one, submit yourselves then to God. Number two, resist the devil. That's not like going, eh, not today, thanks. That word resist means to oppose, to set yourself against. He can't be your friend. Amen? You can't be God's friend and the world's friend. You can't be God's friend and the devil's friend. You have to decide in your heart, in your mind, you have to choose to say, devil, I want nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with what you say, nothing to do with what you think, nothing to do with the way that you act. I'm under Christ. I'm submitted and I'm yielded fully to Jesus. You know what the Bible says? If you can do that, the devil runs for cover. Instead of hanging around you, whispering in your ear, he realizes, I'm wasting my time. But you have to bring your heart and your mind to that place where you say, God, it's all about you. It's all about what you think. It's all about what you want. It's all about how you are. If you can't do that and you won't do that, you're going to live in a position of double-mindedness. The Bible says, wash your hands, you sinners. If you're in a lifestyle of sin, wash your hands of it. Cut it off. Choose today, I'm walking away. God, forgive me, I repent. I repent, Lord, of living my own way, thinking I can satisfy myself, living the way the world lives. Wash your hands. Come before the Lord and just be honest and ask for forgiveness. And the, the last point I want to make there, this whole idea, purify your hearts. That's the process. God, help me to unlearn 
the things I've learned. Help me to unlearn the thought patterns that I've had. Help me to unlearn the beliefs that have driven me previously. Help me to take on board new ways, your truth, real truth. Let it guide my heart and my mind and my choices and my decisions and my way. Galatians 5:24 says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Can I say today, if you want to be single-minded, but you've been double-minded, something has to die in your life. Those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh. They have killed it stone dead. The cross was an effective way to kill a human being. And it was painful. The process of dying on a cross was painful and dying to our flesh sometimes is painful. But it's not as painful as living in sin and apart from God. Amen? We have to drive a stake into that fleshly part of our lives and kill it stone dead. So I want to finish today and say, what are you going to change? As I've been speaking today, I'm trusting that God is showing you things about yourself and where you stand with Him. Know that He loves you very dearly and He has a perfectly good plan for your life. But to inherit all the goodness of God in our lives, we have to start crucifying things in our lives. And I'm asking you today, what are you going to change? Because nothing changes until something changes. What are you going to do differently? What part of your life needs to die so that you can find Jesus there? Maybe you need to speak to somebody and bring this issue into the light and share it with someone and say, I need help. Help me. Maybe that's your next step. Maybe there is somebody or some people that you need to stop spending time with. Maybe there are things that you watch or read or listen to that you need to stop. Maybe there are certain places that you need to stop going. Maybe you need to change something in your routine. Put something in, something positive. That's going to feed your soul and empower you. Maybe you need to make yourself accountable to somebody. Maybe you just, you need the Holy Spirit in your life to empower you. Maybe you're a Christian, but you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit. Maybe that's the next step for you today. What are you going to do different? What change are you going to make? Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. And please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation 
on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.